High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us on the line is Seth Fransman, Senior Middle East Correspondent and Middle East Affairs Analyst at the Jerusalem Post. Seth, a very good afternoon to you and thank you for taking the time to join us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Indeed, Seth, great to have you on board. As I've mentioned, we are now focusing on Yom Hatzimat Israeli Independence Day, looking at Brand Israel. More people making Aliyah along with Israel's population that's currently standing at 9.7 million, expected to reach 11 million by 2030. The country now is no longer regarded as small. So we're looking at Brand Israel, as I mentioned. How would you define Israel today since independence? What have been your observations? Well, I think Israel, you know, the country is a very, very strong economy, uh, very good GDP per capita, uh, not only compared to the region, but globally. Uh, I think I observed the piece today at the Jerusalem Post. I think the demographics are very interesting. Seth, unfortunately, Seth, if you can hear me, we are having problems with the signal. We're going to try and get you back uh, online. We do. We have experienced uh, an issue with gremlins today, so do bear with us. We're going to try and get you back. Seth Fransman, who's the senior Middle East uh, correspondent and Middle East affairs analyst at the Jerusalem Post, was really looking forward to chatting to him. Uh, about uh, Yom Ha'atzmaut, uh, Israeli Independence Day, because we're going to look at it from this uh, from a different perspective. Uh, we've we've uh, comm- we're commemorating Yom Hazikaron, so now we're looking at Israel since 1948. How Israel has progressed? What is, what is the complexion of the nation now? Uh, the character, how it's progressed, how it's come up in the Middle East. What's its stature? In the Middle East, uh, quite a bit I wanted to run by Seth uh, regarding that. Uh, Craig is trying to get hold of uh, Seth at the moment. Craig, have I understood correctly? We've got uh, Seth back on the line. Seth, hi. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you, but excellent, maybe you can't Seth. Hear me. Yeah, great. So we've got a much clearer signal there. Thanks so much for bearing with us. So, yeah, we've ironed out all the gremlins. So, uh, just to recap, uh, how would you define Israel today since independence? What have been your observations? What has been so poignant uh, from your observations? Well, I, I, think the, I think the country is very, very strong. I think it's positioned very well globally. I mean, sure. It has a very strong demographic growth. It has a very large GDP, um, very good high-tech and defense industries and trade. Uh, we just saw a big visit this week to Azerbaijan and Turkmenistan. Uh, Israel has a lot of trade deals in the Gulf, of course, and India. Um, so it's a country that really is, um, I think, a, you know, a fascinating country in terms of growth. And I think it's very interesting. That it's very different than some of the challenges we see that in Europe and Asian countries. There are some countries like South Korea and China that have record low birth rates, even though right. they're, they're relatively successful countries today. If you have a country with an aging population and basically on average uh, one child for every two people – then it's very difficult, I think, for that country to succeed in the future, in, um, in the long run. In, indeed. So, uh, but we've also uh, overpopulation. It would, is, is there is there an imminent risk there? Would you say? And uh, coupled with influx from well, poorer nations. We can never speak about overpopulation. We're talking about the Jewish people because they suffered the Holocaust. So, I mean, even if there are another 10 million Jewish people uh, in Israel. Or, or as well, of course, the Arab minority, there are five million. They can, of course, immigrate to other places. There's lots of, there's not only room in Israel and the Negev, but I don't think overpopulation is really a serious issue. I think we know that there's countries like Singapore, right. that have lots of people, uh, and they're very successful. So it's not, it's a question of can you, can you house them? Uh, can you have an economy that works? I mean, there's lots sure. of countries out there that have lo- a very high birth rate, 
and most of the people are trying to leave those countries um, in some places in, in sub-Saharan Africa. So I don't really think it has to do with how many people per square mile. It's a question of whether the country has the infrastructure. I mean, anyone that comes to Israel sees Israel is rapidly building new highways, new train lines, uh, new high-density buildings. And so there's lots of room to grow. Indeed. So certainly you, you mentioned earlier on, uh, not uh, rather I did, uh, no longer being regarded as small as such. Israel certainly going to uh, make its mark in terms of business and industry and uh, export of, tech, uh, of AI and technology. Yeah, I mean, that's the point I tried to make in my article was I think that many people have think of Israel as this small country in the Middle East, and it's kind of been under siege by its neighbors historically. And I think it's just not the case today. When we look across the world, whether it's countries in Europe like Belgium or Netherlands or countries in the region like the UAE or Qatar um, or even places like Tunisia, I mean, Israel mm-hmm. is just a country that is is just growing demographically, and it's just it's just not it's not a small country. And I think we need to think of it as a medium as quickly becoming a medium sized country right. and also a, a, a very powerful economy that will put it, you know, in the top twenty or so. And that means in some industries right. like um, for instance, defense sales. Uh, Israel has some of the biggest defense companies in the world in high tech and AI and cyber. I mean, those things are big. Of course, a country can't just survive on selling, you know, optics and cyber and things like that. Of course, you have to grow, grow sure. corn. You, you have, have to, to be make, a bit you diverse. Make, you have to make things as well. Right. So Israel has to struggle with that. But, you know, Israel doesn't have the challenges that, for instance, the Gulf states that are very wealthy have. They have a 80% of the population is expats. Israel doesn't have that issue. Israel doesn't have an issue of mass migration of, uh, of, of poorer people into the country. It has to absorb because this right. isn't the 1990s. Seth, what do you think Israel as a brand means to fellow Israelis? Well, that would be hard to say. I mean, I don't I, I'm, I'm sorry, sure I don't mean to put you on the spot. Sure. sure. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, I think everyone, there's, look, Israel's a very diverse country. I mean, right? You have, mm-hmm. uh, you have an Orthodox Haredi uh, population, you have Arabs, you have, uh, the national religious, you have um, you know, very secular population. I mean, I do think in general, I mean, Israel thinks of itself as a country that's positioned between East and West. It's a high-tech country, but it also blends sure. a, uh, you know, tradition and I think a strong sense of national identity. And we see that in, in Independence Day and the, what they just had, which was the Yom HaZikaron, the Memorial Day here. It's just a country with a very strong national solidarity that is in some ways unique in the East and the West. Indeed. Certainly. And uh, from an earlier point of view, what have you observed in recent times? Um, well, in general, Aliyah has been declining over the last 30 years, but there are sometimes crises that cause more. For instance, the crisis in Ukraine, uh, the war there, the Russians have launched. So, sure. And then you'll see, you know, five or 10 or 20,000 people come. In general, I think what we see with those types of incidents is most of those people don't actually stay. Sure. They come to Israel and they either want to go back or they move on to the West. So the, 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 I think we, you know, in the end of the day, Aliyah is always there and always Israel provides a refuge for the Jewish people. Indeed. But I, I think the idea that Israel can, can rely on Aliyah as an engine of growth or things like that is probably, you know, an illusion. It's going to receive some sure. people and some sure. of those are very highly skilled people from abroad. Mm-hmm. But that's just not, you know, Israel has to educate the next generation. And of course, I think there are voices in Israel concerned the country is not um, doing enough in terms of keeping up with education, okay. uh, especially in poorer communities. 
No, look, there are always the highs and the lows uh, to anything. As if you want to, as you mentioned, it, you know, these are all objective and subjective, subjective issues. If you'd like, Seth, we're going to have to leave it there. We've just about run out of time. Seth, thank you so much for joining us today and just giving us a lowdown on uh, the pick of how Israel looks, brand Israel, how Israel appears today, how it's progressed since 1948.